Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. That is the wrong button. <laughs> What's going on? It, what button is it supposed to be? It's, it's supposed to be the Louis button. Oh. I mean, yeah. the clapping sounded good. I bad. Yeah, it does sound good, but it's not the Louis button. You know the Louis button. Do I just need to tell them what's happening today? No. <laughs> We're going to have a really big show today. Yeah, we are. Um, that's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez, host of Rodriguez Rants, on recording. Uh, he's taking a rest this week. Um, he's just tired, man. We wore him out. And so uh, we'll get him back in the studio soon enough, not only for this show, but for his show. So be looking out for new episodes of that. And uh, uh, there's been some shorts that we released recently where he's in them. So he's, he's a big rising star at uh, 70 years old. We love him. <laughs> and uh, next to me today, uh, he, he's uh, returned into the studio. And whenever we can get him, we wrangle him in here. Uh, last time we had to do it at gunpoint, didn't we, Alan? No, oh, it was at gunpoint, yeah. <laughs> it's Alan McFarland, host of The Laughing Libertarian. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks hey, for being everybody. Here. Make sure, of course, you go like, share, subscribe, and uh, like I always say, comment, 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 comment. Yeah, here and all throughout the show, at the end, and everything Revolver Broadcasting, including The Laughing Libertarian. And uh, anywhere you download your audio podcasts, of course. Bills are paid. Yeah. Well, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble. Yeah, all those places. True Social, Instagram. Just come see us, people. <laughs> <laughs> or listen, um, you know, because we may not be um, fetching enough for you to watch. Anyway, uh, <laughs> across from uh, Alan this week, we've got a, a guest here n- named Desiree K. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. I didn't know if that was honest or not. I don't yes, know. It, was a- <laughs> it is. I'm excited. She gave me a look like, ah, I don't want to be here. <laughs> solid radio voice. Yeah, solid. solid very solid. Sounds like my voice sounds like garbage comparison. Compared Guys, to Desi is an actor. Okay, she yeah. knows oh. how to do her voice. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's so strange <laughs> to know how to do your voice. I know how to do my voice. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. You impersonate <laughs> yourself, speak. I think. You're good. No, no, your voice sounds great on the mic. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so you already heard her voice, but she's bringing the message this week. <laughs> Young Miss Claire Reed. Oh, there's the name. So making sure that there was cheers and there was a, and then your name was coming up on the screen because, oh, yeah, those have to be in tandem. Uh, Sterling is just red face. Says he doesn't like me, um, guys. That's why oh. he's messing it up on purpose just to be funny. Well, here he's known as the perfect producer, so uh, um, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, I think the same with you, right, Alan? Uh, sure. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. See? Totally. One he'll produce one of my shows. <laughs> and. Uh, of course, you know we've got we've got the and behind Sterling there we've got a we've got a crowd uh, here. They never turn the cameras around. They're fake news, and uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so we have a message, and um, I hear you have a title for that. Yeah, the title is "If You Are Leah." Oh, look at that graphic. Yeah, so Josh made that graphic and sent it to me, and it was like, "Oh, Claire, do you like this graphic for your message?" And I was like, well, not really, but it looks like you worked really hard on it. I don't want to hurt your feelings, so we'll go with it. So, but the more I look at it, the more I like it. So it's it's growing on me. So it's okay. It's good. Ah, sweet. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, I like hearing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, when, when I met my wife. She didn't like me at first, and then, <laughs> then uh, I grew on her. Yeah. yeah, I think that's how it goes. Yeah. The more she looks at you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because she's getting blinder as she gets older. That's, that's probably oh. it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's actually something we're going to talk about today. Okay. Um, if you don't mind, we'll go ahead and lead us in prayer, and then we'll get into that. 
Okay, dear Father God, I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity we have that Desi and I can join the team here and can do this message. God, I thank you for this message that you have laid on my heart and for all these little things you have revealed to me in this. God, I pray that we can share that with everyone watching and that we can bring you glory and that some people can learn something they never have before and that they can change their life a little bit and just bring you more praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Okay, so if you guys don't know me, so I'm Claire. So I know you know Sterling, and then his cousin Cameron. And then Cameron has a brother, Kyle, and I am married to Kyle. So that's how I fit in with the people here. Now, I purposefully said that I am married to Kyle, not I am Kyle's wife. And I said that very purposefully because that is something we're going to talk about with your identity and finding your identity outside of your spouse. So this message is in Genesis 29. It's verses 31 to 35, if you want to turn there to read it. Um, And then I'll recap a couple of chapters before that so you kind of know what's going on. So everybody knows the story of Jacob and Esau, right? Esau was older. He was going to get the birthright. Jacob wanted the birthright. So... They kind of tricked their father. He got the birthright. And then his brother found out about it. Esau was very angry, was going to try to kill Jacob. So so Jacob, he was slightly peeved. Just yeah, slightly. yeah, I mean. Just a little. Yeah, he cheated <laughs> him out of all his stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So Jacob was fleeing. And so he went to Laban, his uncle. And so he gets there and he sees Rachel. And Rachel is just so beautiful and lovely. He just loves Rachel. He wants to marry Rachel. And so Rachel's father is like, okay, you could marry her. Like, that would be, that'd be all right. But you need to work for me for seven years. And so we always hear this story from Jacob's perspective. So I'm going to give it from Jacob's perspective real quick. So he loves Rachel, wants to marry Rachel. He has to work for seven years. And so he does it. And the Bible says that he loved her so much that the seven years felt like just a couple days. And he just did it happily. And then the seven years are up. And he's like, all right, time to marry Rachel. I shouldn't clap. That was bad. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, audio listeners. That was Claire. Claire Reed. Say something in the comments and let her know how you'd like her clapping. (laughs) Um, So he gets to his wedding. And, you know, in... Hebrew tradition, um, they wear the veil, and their wedding goes on for like a whole week, and everybody has a feast, and they get drunk, and it's just this whole ordeal. Anyway, so Jacob wakes up and realizes that he has married Leah. And the story always goes like, oh, poor Jacob got tricked and had to marry Leah, who wasn't as pretty as Rachel, and oh, just poor Jacob, it's so sad. And so, okay. So the Bible says that Rachel was beautiful and lovely, but that Leah was weak-eyed. And I did some research on this. I looked at all the different translations. Like, what does this mean for Leah? So I've read she didn't have a sparkle in her eye. She had tender eyes, soft eyes, weak eyes was weak-eyed, and I could not find a consensus of what that means. 
So it could mean that she was pretty and she just had funny looking eyes. Or it could mean that she had these nice soft eyes and that was the only nice thing about her. You know, I just couldn't find a consensus of what that means. But she basically, she could have had eyes like uh, it was lazy eyes. Uh, Ale- yeah, Alexandria so Ocasio Cortez. You know, they're just kind of googly. Just when it, you know, one eye looking at you, yeah. the other one looking for you. Yeah, and that was that was one interpretation that she had a lazy eye or she was cross-eyed or something. And then there was one like the Hebrew tradition was that her eyes were always like red and puffy because she was crying a lot mm. because she thought she would have to marry Esau. So Esau was the older brother. She was the older brother. So the idea was that they would get married and that Jacob and Rachel would get married. And she was crying because she didn't want to marry Esau. I don't really know why that was. doesn't really mean that she didn't like him or that she did like Jacob. But probably she just didn't know him because they lived so far apart. You know, so she was crying about that. I'm just picturing this like seven days she won't take her veil off. Like, not till this is over. Right. Where's the cutoff where I can show my face right. and show that I'm not the person you think I am? Right. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Right. Okay. Well, and so, and I didn't find this, it's not in the Bible, it's just my opinion. I think Laban did it because Jacob took Esau's birthright. So if that really was the idea that the older brother Esau would marry the older sister Leah, when Jacob took that birthright from Esau, Laban's like, okay, well, now you've got Leah too. That's part of the birthright. So, again, that's not in the Bible. That's just something that I... So it's a, it's a so fair... Point. Yeah. We were thinking it's the same thing. a fair thing. point. We're both going to say the same thing. <laughs> exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we're one mind on this side. Yeah. Okay, so then in the like fairy tale version, Jacob works his seven more years... It feels like a couple days because he loves Rachel so much and he gets Rachel and then they live happily ever after with Jacob and Rachel and we just kind of forget about Leah. So I want to tell you the story from Leah's perspective. Are you laughing because I'm talking with my hands? No, not at all. I'm just picturing they're out there like he's working and they're living happily ever after and we don't talk about Leah. Well, Leah's at the house on top of the hill Mm -hmm. and because she has a jacked up eye, she's actually looking this way, but this eye's watching them. That's terrible. And there we have it. (laughs) She sees her life and their romance. I thought that without the laughter on my face. So we're in one mind again. We're hive minded on this side of the table today. Well, Desi and I are going to hive mind too, so it'll be okay. okay. All right. Okay, so so that's the end of the story. So we get to Rachel is also married. And so as a kid, I always thought that they were married to Leah for, for seven years while he was working for Rachel. But actually, when I was studying it, that's not what happened. He had his, like, one-week honeymoon with Leah and then immediately married Rachel and then worked the seven more years while already being married to her. And then at the end of the seven years, then he was able to stop working for Laban. Okay. So that all brings us now to Genesis 29, 31. And this is King James. And when the Lord saw, and we'll pause right there. When the Lord saw. So whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through, the Lord sees that. And so we're going to learn Hebrew. Okay. I've got a couple of Hebrew words we're going to learn. What? So everybody's going to repeat it. Okay, you're going to repeat it because I want you to learn it. Okay, you can repeat it at home too. So L. L. L is Lord. Roy. 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 Yeah, so L. Roy. 
That is the Lord who sees. So I like the Lord who saw it. So he can put trees down. He gets it out of your way. Okay. We're, we've got Sterling cracking up over there in the producer. <laughs> That's what I, I, like my my eyes can't leave him because he is so he's as red as my microphone right now. Just just cracking up because we've never had quite the classroom setting. Uh, uh, on the show. So it's just, I think it's what he's, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> so us learning like that. Have um, you ever learned Hebrew before? Uh, no, I've, oh. I've learned a few Hebrew words. I knew, I knew Adonai before mm-hmm. uh, you had mentioned it uh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, pre-show. Um, so I'm kind of giving away the uh, message a little bit here, but uh, <laughs> no, but uh, when we're, uh, we're not used to the classroom type of setting. So it's just different. That's yeah, yeah. very true. Nothing wrong, great, Nothing going. wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Keep going. I just, I'm, I'm just mentioning because I'm like, the resident heathen. I have no reason to know yeah. Hebrew. So <laughs> these, are, these are agnostic. Okay. Gosh. Are you really? I am. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Okay. That's a cool balance. Yeah. Okay. So Elroy, so the Lord who saw. So I had that. See, I had this whole thing. Now you got me distracted. <laughs> Hebrew. We're <laughs> learning it. No, yeah. We're learning that and God sees. So whatever it is. So like. In Leah's case, it was that her husband didn't love her and she was suffering and she was miserable and God saw that. You know, he wasn't off looking away, taking care of someone else, doing his own thing. You know, he was right there looking at her. Uh, go ahead, Alan. Nope, nope, <laughs> keep going, keep it moving, keep it moving. Okay. And, I mean, and even on, on the other side too, it doesn't have to be suffering. I mean, when you're doing something good at your job and you're doing a good job and no one notices and you feel unappreciated, God sees it. And, sure does. and when you're about to go do something that you know you're not supposed to do, but you think, well, no one's watching, so it'll be okay. God sees it. And when you do something and someone's coming at you and you feel like you have to defend yourself and you have to tell your side of the story. I was dealing with that at work a little bit ago. You don't have to do that because God saw your side of the story. He saw it. He sees it. He's watching. He cares. By the way, that is not legal advice. (laughs) (laughs) To not defend yourself. (laughs) (laughs) If someone's going at you, don't defend yourself because he sees that is not legal device. Uh, legal advice. Okay, not if Please someone's trying to not if someone's problems. trying to shoot you. Okay, if you're at work and people are being ridiculous, you don't have to sit there and argue with your boss and defend yourself. Okay? Judges like, do you have anything to say for yourself? Nope. <laughs> God saw everything. <laughs> Great, he's gonna watch you sitting still for a long time. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully you guys know what I actually meant for that. We, we do. It was. It's just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had this real this problem is, at work oh, okay. where I like I typed out this full page like defending myself. Like this is not what happened. This is what happened. This is what I meant. And I was like, all right, you know what? There's no point in sitting sending them this because they'll just think that I'm arguing with them and it'll just make it worse. And so I just let the whole thing go. And that's what we have to do. That's part of turning the other cheek. But I mean, yeah. honestly, even just off of religion. I mean, for mm-hmm. anybody, for your personal well-being and everybody, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. most times you're angry, it's better just to type it out yeah, and then oh, delete yeah. it, right? I mean, that's really good yeah, for us. It it's healthy did. for us. It did help me get all my anger out by typing it all out, yeah. And then I just didn't send it to him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're in 2931. So, so that first word was L. Roy. 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 Okay. See? I didn't remember it. See? L. Roy. Remedial Lord, already. The Lord who sees. Okay, so finish the verse. So when the Lord saw that Leah was hated 
he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. So King James says that she was hated. Some other translations just say that she was not loved. So either way, she, uh, Jacob loved Rachel more and Rachel less. So, so there was some suffering in that, you know. And right. thankfully, we don't have that nowadays where we have two wives. We don't have to deal with that. But, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, usually. usually. <laughs> but, I mean, we still have unhappy marriages. We still have people that don't love their spouse, and the other spouse has to deal with that. And so. cross-eyed people. And, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, her first son that she had was Reuben. And so, I know, it's not the sandwich, I know. No, I know, it's not that. It's, no, no, no. it's the classroom setting. Mm-hmm. You're going, because you're looking right at me, and you go, the first thing she had was <laughs> Reuben. And I'm like, Reuben! What he's it's thinking the, when he's saying it is, I'm seven again. It's the upward inflection <laughs> yeah. you put at the end of your word. So you're like, Well, I can't look at Josh, because Josh is like smiling. That's going to make me laugh, so I can't look at him. Isn't your gift teaching? Like, I, Maybe. I'm pretty sure that's I, your spiritual gift. So I, I would that would be nice. Why you're so there's naturally there's no worries. Nice, just, I guess. <laughs> I'm just used to someone over there giving the word like Jesus. You're like Ruben. Because I know that you like don't know Bible stuff. I'm trying to like tell it to you because like these guys probably already know. They've tried to convert me for a while now. Keep going. Okay, I'm not. It's gonna happen. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just trying to get you to know the story. I am. They I'm trying to get rid of the story. It's okay, too. Day and night. Okay. Okay. So, does anyone know what Reuben means? Outside of the sandwich, no. No. Okay. So, it's really basic. It's kind of a dumb name. <laughs> it says, like I looked it up, it means, behold, a son. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> really phoned it in there, parents. Yeah. <laughs> Reuben. Oh, thanks. Like, oh, I had a son. <laughs> Let's name him that. <laughs> so, but I think... How do you how do you yell for him when you? <laughs> hey, I had a son. <laughs> Don't do that. You're right. You did. I'm gone. <laughs> I had Where a son. For me. Get that out of your mouth. <laughs> well, but I think it's the behold part because behold means look, and she's saying I know that God saw me, and so and so we're beholding this. So it's yeah. along the same line there, okay. the R and the Roy. So okay, so she is going to have the son, and she says, okay, I have a son now. Now Jacob will love me. Okay, and so she has this mindset that if she does this for him, she does this one thing that she can do that Rachel can't, now maybe he'll love me. Maybe this will be enough. Hmm. And do you think it was enough for her to have the one son? No. So then she says, well, okay, I'll have a second son. And, you know, two, that'll be enough. That you know, Then he'll love me. So her second son is Simeon. And for this one, she says... He's well, a monkey? Sim- <laughs> Simeon? Yeah. S-I-M-I-A-N. Simeon. It's uh, monkey-like uh, yeah. in the... No, it's E. The gen- yeah, this is, spelled, this is spelled different. I, I, it's fine. I understood it was. I was just really... <laughs> her second son was Simeon. That's funky. <laughs> a funky monkey. <laughs> Okay, so for Reuben, she said, surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction. But for this one, for Simeon, she says, the Lord has heard. Okay, and so Simeon means heard or to be heard. So that brings us to our next Hebrew word, El Shama. That is the Lord who hears. 
So all the same stuff that I said with the ACs, like all that stuff that we're doing that we're going through and like, and we're crying out to God, we lament to him and he hears it. And how many times in the Bible does it say that, you know, like with the Israelites and with Jonah and when he finally does send Jesus, you know, the people are crying out to God and it says, and God heard the cry of his people. And so then he acted and he did, you know, whatever it is he's going to do, he heard it. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whenever you cry out to God, he hears it. So that's El Shama. So now, guess what? That still wasn't enough. So she's like, okay, all right, God, I will have a third son. Like three, three is a good number. Like that'll be it. So for her third son, uh, she wants Jacob to be joined to her. Okay, forget Forget that he actually loves me with his heart. Let him just be joined to me. And so that's Levi. Levi means joined. And Levi, the tribe from him, the tribe of Israel, the Levites, they become the priests. And so, so you know, like when in the Bible times people are going to get married, they're going to join unto each other and become one flesh that word one that's ekad and i won't do the the hawk like the hebrew but it's it's ekad and so oh i didn't do that for my instruction yeah so i have like messianic jewish knowledge i guess i'm not jewish but like i've been in that so like i know a little bit more than like I'm not an expert at all, but just know a little bit more like Hebrew stuff than like normal Christians would. Okay. So there's a song that we sing in the Messianic Jewish community and it's Adonai Echad. So the Jews to this day, you know, the Jews believe in the Old Testament, they believe in God, but they don't believe in Jesus. Messianic Jews. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, my boss used to say, my boss used to call them Jews for Jesus. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's another term for it. Yeah. So Messianic means believing in Messiah. So we have this song, Adonai Akkad, and we're trying to tell the Jews, like, the God that you serve and the Jesus that we have, like, that's the same God. You know, that's the Trinity, and, you know, the Lord is one, Adonai Akkad. And so that word Akkad, it doesn't necessarily mean the number one, it means more like unity. Like, we are united. We are one force in this, you know, we're a cod. And so it just struck me one day that that same word for how combined the Trinity is, that is how much joined together you are when you're married. It's that same ekad. So that's what she was praying for, for Jacob. That is how much joined she wanted to be with him. I mean, I, I can see it though. I have I have dated people who had three personalities, <laughs> <laughs> the whole trinity right there. Yeah, <laughs> they okay. were all. I guess they were all a god. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> okay, so now finally, you're welcome, Sterling. Yeah. I, he said no. <laughs> so finally, the three kids wasn't enough. So she said, "How big is this farm?" Um, I just feel like he's just cra- he's just ramping up production at this Jacob point. Jacob with her and the farm. 
Yeah, Jacob had a total of 12 kids, and that was ended up being the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah, so 12. Yeah, Jacob was... Mm. He's got this farm just going and going, and she's like, he's going to love me. And he's like, cool, I got a couple more acres on this kid. Right. Keep it coming. Keep right. It coming. Right. right. No, that's how it was. He didn't care about her. And, like, how horrible is that? You know, <laughs> he would still be with her, but not. it's just awful. Okay, so now Leah says, this is, she has this big changing point. This is like the whole point here. Leah says, this time I will praise the Lord. Like, forget Jacob. Forget him loving me. Forget doing anything to please him. Like, nothing's going to be good enough for him. This time I will praise the Lord. So she names that baby Judah. And Judah literally means praise. And so it is from the tribe of Judah that we get the word Jew. We get the land of Judea. We get King David. And then from the line of David, and therefore from Judah, we get both Mary and Joseph. And so we get Jesus. And so the point of this story is that when you let go of these other people you let go of trying to please them and you say i'm just gonna praise the lord by doing that you open up a way for jesus to come in i mean that was how jesus came into the world was from the tribe of judah and we see that you know other places in the bible too when they praise like with um paul and what's his name the not barabbas Barnabas. 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 When, Barabbas is a... When they, oh, that's, that's last week's story. Yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they were in jail and they just start praising and their chains fall off. You know, and so in my, like, Assembly of God circles, we, we say that a lot. You know, praise the doors open and praise the chains off. So. I mean, metallurgy isn't, wasn't what it is today. <laughs> <laughs> So if you are Leah, and so I know you might be thinking, well, I'm not Leah. You know, my husband does love me. You know, I mean, my husband loves me. You know, I've never been in that situation, you know, but I've had that problem at work or at school or with my estranged half-sister where nothing I do is good enough for her. But has your husband started a farm? That's where it starts. (laughs) I mean, I try to have a garden and he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Boy, she did now. have chickens. Start in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> she did have chickens, though. Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so if you're not Leah in this situation, you are Leah at some point in your life. In some situation, you are Leah. And so the point is, God sees you. God hears you. And if you will decide to praise him instead of trying to mess with all these other people and trying to be good enough for these other people. Because there are people in your life where nothing you do is ever going to be good enough for them. And at some point, you have to realize that it's not your fault. It's not your problem. You know, it, it's their problem. Yeah. You know, and... Same talk I, was, I had with my daughter this week. I literally had the same talk with my daughter this week. Oh, yeah? You, you can't fix problems that are not your problems. You can't... At some point when you want to try to fix something with somebody else, you have to realize that they don't see it as a problem. And if they don't see yeah. it as a problem, they're not willing to fix it. It is your problem at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You can either 
sulk over it or you can just move on. Right. Uh, yeah. And um, let's say with, with God in particular, you're always enough. Like, yeah. Never worry about that. Like, right. Um, you, you know, whether right. you're just a babe in Christ or, I mean, maybe you haven't even accepted Christ yet. Um, you know, right. you're, you're with him, you're always enough. Yeah. Well, and Jacob loved Rachel because she was beautiful and lovely. And like, that's all it says. It doesn't say that they spent time together or got to know each other. Like, it's just, oh, she's beautiful. I'm going to marry her. She probably laughed like Janice from Friends. I'm, I'm just guessing. I'm just like, <laughs> she didn't age well anyway. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, you know, we people like we do that. We make these quick judgments, mm-hmm. you know, but God doesn't do that. You know, God doesn't care what we look like or if we have funky eyes or whatever. You know, God cares about our heart. And from what we know about this story, I think Leah had a much better heart than Rachel did. Rachel was over here. Give me kids or else I die. You know, oh, here. Here's my handmaid. Here. Let's let's do it that way. She yeah, sounds just, dramatic. Yeah. Dramatic <laughs> and just. Mm. She's over there stroking Rapunzel's hair and singing songs. Keep herself pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's <Yeah>. Mother Gothel. <laughs> But I mean, at least Leah could at least Leah could see it both ways. That's yeah. that's the most important part of this story. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> She's just looking at you like what? Well, I I had this real serious message and Jesus, what you Y'all just yeah. laughing that Leah's no, crucified. No. I'm, we, I'm with we're you loving guys. the message. I'm yeah, we're loving the message, but we have Absolutely. we have levity too. This is this allows for I people know. to keep I keep know. attention. I know. I know. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I mean that's that's really the end. Oh. I okay. Thought, yeah. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I mean that's no. the well. It was well, a great message. It really it was. was. Yes. Well, okay, okay. There's one more part. There's one more part. Okay. 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 okay so after Leah had Judah, she decided she's going to praise the Lord. Then she stopped having kids. So she didn't just say, I want to praise the Lord, and then go right back to trying to please Jacob. You know, That's good. She, she repented of it. And it's not that that was a sin that she had to repent from, you know, but she really turned from it. She really had this transformation in her life and in her mindset. Yeah, she was wasting energy. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. that can I be mean, used for what she then yeah. later I mean, used it having for, a right? baby takes a lot out of you. Okay. And only women know how to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably <laughs> the only one at the table who's had a baby. And nope. let me tell you, it's it's rough. You went through it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's important. You know, she didn't just say it. You know, she actually followed through with it and did it. So I think that's that's important, too, for our life, for our Christian life, for our agnostic life. You know, you got to follow <laughs> through with what you say you're going to do. <laughs> The best part of this is I actually see the morality and the values of all of Christianity. So that's what, even though I don't believe in certain things, I do see the value. Did you just give me a, yeah. Did you just give me a, yeah. Is that what they got from that? No. That's that's a, yeah. Stop talking. I'm still talking. (laughs) Yeah. No, I said good. (laughs) Okay, you guys want to review the Hebrew that you learned? Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to fail. Let's do it. Okay, Chica, tell him what you learned. Elroy. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? <laughs> tell me again. Lord, he sees. Lord, he sees. Again. I don't remember the other words. Oh. I, I, I don't. I remember. I did remember that it was the Lord that sees, and then I don't remember the word for the Lord that hears. Okay, what you remember is the hears. Yeah, it's El Shama. Okay. Shama. And that's Simeon Shama. Yeah. 
and then Adonaya Kad. A lot of laughter coming <laughs> from over there. <laughs> oh, Audio Austin having a good old time. <laughs> he said maybe. Uh, well, and then also from the word Judah, that's where we get the name Jesus too, and you, and Joshua. It all comes from the same root word for praise. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Happy to learn, really, mm-hmm. truly, mm-hmm. not being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I'm just really giving the guy a hard time. Like he was laughing. Who hit how many wrong audio buttons? Oh, uh, just <laughs> saying. <laughs> Everybody stare awkwardly at oh, Austin. Oh, poor Austin. <laughs> 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 uh, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I did want to touch back on on one thing uh, you okay. brief, briefly touched on. It, it wasn't about the, the message in particular, but um, about the turning the other cheek. Okay. Um, so that um, gets misinterpreted a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not actually just um, giving them your other cheek. Um, turning the other cheek, so that, that um, where that comes from is, so it's essentially... Uh, Jesus drew a lo- line in the sand, mm-hmm. and they, um, you know, still crossed it. Mm-hmm. But then he gave them the other cheek. It wasn't as um, he didn't he didn't give them the other cheek to say, "Okay, just keep whacking away at my face." Yeah. It was a challenge because in those yeah. those days, to get hit on both sides of your face, it was it was a set. If you if you gave the other cheek, it was like, "Go ahead." But if you do this, you're gonna lose. Mm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use my words. I'm gonna use my words. But you're not gonna win this battle. This okay. will be over for you. Um, and yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that real quick. But that's that was that was where Jesus was coming from. So he he didn't he didn't just because uh, a lot of, a lot of Christians will just oh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cowtail I'm gonna step away. But mm. it, it is okay to somewhat defend yourself. But in in the way of like, look, I'm going to gather facts. I'm going to uh, let you know that I, I have come to an understanding exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and understand you're going to lose. You're going to, I, I am going to come with every bit of firepower I have, but from a mind that understands everything with clarity. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't, uh, cause that, that's all too often um, we will attack or, or, or get right into like when you talk about writing that out, mm-hmm. um, if you had went, through and immediately went to that person that was giving the issue mm-hmm. and you uh, acted with your emotions, yes, you would have lost. Yeah. But having written that out and given yourself clarity, now if that were to come and arise and they were to come to you and say, hey, here's the issue. Yeah, again. Here's what yeah. we think has happened. Mm-hmm. You can go, nope, and let me tell you why. And you yeah. could then, then you're drawing your line, and even if they try to, try to cross it, you're, you're able to give them the other cheek like you want to keep going down this road because I'm going to give you all the facts. Okay. Uh, you're going to lose this battle. I like that. Yeah. All right, that makes me feel better about that yeah. whole work situation I had. Yeah. Yeah, good. Thank you. So, yeah, it, it, yeah so, so in that way, it is okay for you to defend yourself. Jesus did it himself. And, um, mm. you know, uh, and it's okay to get mad, too. I think a lot of people um, mm-hmm. uh, think it's not okay. Uh, a lot of Christians in particular say it's, it's not okay to get mad. It's, it's, a, it's a sin to be angry. Jesus flipped tables. He exactly. was angry. That's where I was coming to. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because when he went into the, the, the temple where they were, they had a market in front of the, the temple, he, he flipped tables, he whipped people. Um, it was brutal. It was yeah. brutal. And, and, uh, and he was, uh, 
I mean, some could say that he was acting in emotion or whatever, but that that was it was righteous anger. Yeah, righteous anger. And that yeah. and we can get into all that. Uh, hopefully, maybe on another message. I think. I think maybe we can. What's that? Don't get righteous on us, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have righteous anger against you, Alan, right this now. Is coming up. <laughs> uh, I just. Uh, it, I'm very passionate about uh, exactly what Jesus meant with that in particular, because um, you know, because all too often I do see Christians just back down from um, any kind of um, challenge or fight or um, argument, as it were. And it's always good to say, "Hey, actually, I'm right here." And and I and I know your mentality, Alan, when it comes to um, having a. a, a a civil conversation with someone and you're always willing to have that conversation, even if you completely disagree with them. Um, Cause that, that could be, you know, the moral grounding that you're getting from that uh, act of Jesus is because, Hey, it's okay for me to stand my ground. It's okay for me to tell them like it is and come from a place of clarity. Absolutely. And I, and I was just thinking, sorry, I started chuckling there. Cause when you were talking about Jesus flipping the tables, I just picture him. He flips the first one. He's like gum, gum, <laughs> every single table here, gum, gum on that one too. Like I underneath. If they had gum. No, I'm, no, it's just, that's what's going on in here. While his brain, he's, he's, it's like he flips the table cause he like stuck his hand in some gum underneath. So he just starts flipping tables, trying yeah. to find one without gum underneath it. I'm sorry. This has gone off, so, off the rails. All right. Who knows Marty McFly? <laughs> <laughs> See how that I would get. He's like, shame <laughs> on all of you. Throw it away. <laughs> that was a, uh, a a time machine movie reference for those who don't know. I never, I, did, I didn't want to downplay your message. Seriously. I just, I come in, I say jokes. Mm-hmm. My show is about being funny. So, no, fine. so I don't, I don't want you to think I was disrespecting that. I was not trying to. I was just trying to add okay. a couple chuckles. Okay. I appreciate that. It, it's, uh, it's kind of a, I mean, well, you've seen the show. It's kind of the thing that we. Yeah. We regularly engage in on here. Yeah, and, no, I understand. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't take it as disrespectful. Just wanted to make sure. Just wanted yeah. to make sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, at this point, we could say, you know, we could let everybody else out there know that obviously this I mean, this is a show. We want you to have fun while you're watching it. We're not mm-hmm. um, We're not looking to start any – hopefully we're not starting any family arguments. I know because I know you're sitting around uh, um, uh, on the family couch watching this as a family together, but, um, you know – we, we don't want you to think that we're, you know, starting arguments or anything like that uh, in, on here. Although they do sometimes uh, civilly happen on here. We've had some pretty heated <laughs> ones on here. Yeah. Um, and they can be a lot of fun, especially when we do like devil's advocate and stuff like that. When we had uh, um, uh, Richard, uh, when he came with the, the Lion Chasers Manifesto, he played uh, played the devil's advocate quite a bit. And that was a lot of fun. Um, Ooh, that would have been interesting for her to be there. Like because of the weight that the angle he took about a wife and a husband, like the, the hard line he took just to double back and show that he was like his true meaning of what he was saying. Yeah. Cause I know we had a couple ladies in the audience that night and they were all like, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying about women? And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he, yeah. He was, he was, he was only taking the stance to, to, to play devil's advocate to, to allow for that conversation to happen. And, uh, but he sounded incredibly sexist for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and like we're all like, nope, I don't want any part of this show. <laughs> I got <Right>. real quiet. <laughs> like, when you hear the host get quiet, maybe. No, you guys, I was really honored to be able to be on here. Because like when I went to high school at Baptist Academy, I mean, that was even like 10 years ago, I would not have been allowed to give a message like this at all. And that- <laughs> hey, you got cheers. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I've been really excited about this today. Oh, you, you've yeah. killed it. You've killed it. Well, 
Thanks. For for those who don't know, that is great job. <laughs> no, that's, like, that's not like, we're never doing a message again after this she's killed that portion of the show <laughs> we are family in politics only <laughs> no did an excellent job yeah and and we we embrace that having diverse perspectives on here because um we need that uh, especially um christians nowadays we we all too often we get into our little bubbles and then we go this is how it is and um i mean uh, we had Bo on um he he was He's uh, one of my favorite people in this world. He's actually the one that drew this picture right here for for me. Um, but he is a Calvinist, and um, he's very black and white when it comes to the Bible. I've never what found a Hobbesist. <laughs> Maybe a Cal- I've never found a Hobbesist. That's the little boy and the cat. That doesn't have any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a, a comic strip, cartoon and, cartoon strip yeah, on, on Sunday yeah. paper. Um, <laughs> The Sunday okay, paper okay. was like pages with things in it that came on Sunday that you could read. I know that. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was just measuring. <laughs> if you don't know, you don't know. You flip the page, not scroll on the yeah, screen. Yeah, I know. Oh, got it. Just make sure. All right, back to it. But yeah, so but having a Calvinist on here, uh, it, w- it proved to be very interesting because, like I said, he's very black and white about the Bible. So we could find things that we had common ground about, and then there were things that um, certainly he, he may or may not uh, say that might rub our viewers or, or even us the wrong way, but we've, we've learned uh, through embracing these diverse perspectives to, to allow that conversation to move forward and, uh, and be open to it because we, we don't know what someone else is thinking, what they're going through and how they may view uh, the word of the Lord. Um, but God does. But God, yeah. He sees it. Ah, that's right. You got there. <laughs> you got there. It was nice to see Alan get beat to the punch. Oh. <laughs> I just, hang on. Moment of silence for reverence uh, that Alan got beat to the punch. Okay, so. <laughs> hey, that's great that you were going to say that. That was great. Um, so we're, we're well into the family portion now, and, and, and we, I did kind of touch into, you know, a, a story outside of the Bible, of course. But um, I think talking about proving you are enough, I think that that's probably um, something we could kind of touch base on. Yeah, yeah, um, I thought this would be pretty easy to transition into family stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I can start, or if, if anybody else would prefer to start. I started uh, talking earlier, and I realized there was stuff happening. So, um, yeah, so this was really relatable for me, because I felt like Leah for most of my life, even in my own family, I only have one person in my immediate family who unconditionally loved me and cared about me and provided a safe environment. Um, everyone was always, I mean, like, I'm trying not to call people out here. So like, I'm one part of my family. You've got like the perfectionist mindset. Like if you're not perfect, you're the devil. So growing up in like elementary school, cause I lived with my grandparents and then I moved up with my mom. So halfway through my life, um, something else happened when I was younger. So I had to go with my grandparents, but basically I lived with my grandparents and in that home, it was, you do one thing wrong, you're done. Like, you're grounded, you're, your life's over, you're screwed, you're terrible. Um, and then going to my mom's, it was, if you don't do something, you're told, like, I mean, we had <laughs> we had an interesting bring up, to say the least. Uh, my stepdad, no one's going to watch this that knows him. So <laughs> my stepdad is older than my grandpa, very disturbing. Um, he's like, would you say a dictator would be a good way to describe him? Yeah. 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 He seemed like he was a ruler in his home in a very uncomfortable way. And there were rules like 
you can't go into the kitchen after a certain time. It was closed. Yeah, the kitchen is closed now. The kitchen is closed. <laughs> um, we weren't allowed to talk at the dinner table. And uh, I mean, obviously elbows on the table, things like that, you know, silly things. But it was easy to screw up. And for me, I liked being the good kid. I didn't like getting in trouble. I wasn't rebellious. And I had faith at a very young age. So getting in trouble was, you know, the worst thing for me. And I had to grow up, you know, after 18, 19, 20 and learn that you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes and people are not going to accept you regardless whether you do it or not. I know at the end of the day, I never would have been enough for the people of my grandparents or my mom's, no matter what I did. It didn't matter how good I was. Um, and then <laughs> obviously Leah and her marriage um, and everything with him, I was also married and that is the oh my gosh, I mean, that was my story. <laughs> no matter what I did, I was never enough for him. And I mean, I went to the farthest lengths I could to just get him to love me, give me attention, just to be noticed. And no matter what I did, there was always something more important. And no, Desi tried. I mean, I mean, we, oh my I mean we both tried. I mean, we both like prayed yep. for him. And the heart of flesh, heart of stone, that was my prayer for him. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And he was abusive and probably a narcissist because I tend to attract narcissists in my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had to learn. Let's see, I didn't get divorced till 2019. So, I mean, after that, I had to branch away from all relationships and I cut myself off and like, okay, I need to learn what it's like to just be who I am in Christ and know that I'm accepted as I am and I don't have to be something to be wanted or loved because right. I'm already accepted. Right. So like with Leah, when we had that like fairy tale, you know, all Jacob got with Rachel and you think for the fairy tale for Leah would be that after she finally did all this stuff that now Jacob loved her and now they have this nice, happy marriage. But that's not what happened. That wasn't her happy ending. Her happy ending was praising God. And so, I mean, that's not going to apply to everyone who gets divorced. I mean, some people will yeah. get married again, but you can be enough just loving God and just praising God. And that, that can be the happy ending of your story, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, can. it's just me and Jesus. That's my, my joke. Like I, oh my gosh, I made a comment one time. I was like, I don't want your friends to hang out with. So I'm, I'm just going to go vibe with Jesus. Like this is my life. I don't, I genuinely, (laughs) like, it's been really hard making friends since my past friend circle was toxic and revealed itself to me. And the more, basically there was a summer, it was summer 2021, something bad happened. And I opened my eyes and realized I'm lukewarm right now. I'm not where I want to be. I'm just the tolerable Christian. And I thought that was a compliment at first, but then I realized, no, you're, that means you're not real. Like these people are seeing this I don't what you Toler- would call it. Tolerable, like you don't get into political stuff? Not even political, just, I mean, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> mainly it was, you know, a lot of my friends were in the communities and, you know, things like that. And it was like, oh, Desi doesn't, you know, it wasn't that Desi doesn't judge us because obviously I try not to, you know, be that, of course, but it was more of, you know, Desi doesn't talk about this stuff. She's, she's quiet about her walk with Christ and we're called to live out boldly our faith. Yeah, absolutely, we are. And I recognize then, like, this isn't who I am. I was becoming someone I'm not for these people once again to keep people around, to be accepted and loved. And once I cut them off, I went into this secluded season with God and it was the most incredible summer fall of my life. Just 
spending hours and hours with God and his word and really leaning into who I am and accepting myself and learning to see myself the way Jesus sees me instead of how I want a guy to see me or my family or whatever. I became enough just between me and God. And I think that some people have to get to that point. Some people have to fall and break down to a point. They're like, okay, I've got nothing. What's left? Yeah. Everybody's rock bottom is different. Exactly. And I, Mm -hmm. it's crazy to think that that was rock bottom for me because I really was, my faith was so important to me from a very young age. And Claire was always, I looked up to her. She was like my mentor. And, um, you know, at one point we were like, you know, what's happening? Like Desi's like preaching on Snapchat now and, (laughs) you know, this crazy stuff. That's silly, but God, God does some weird stuff. Um, but either way, you know, I just, I'm so grateful for the, the seasons that we have where we get to really embrace who Jesus has called us to be and who we are in Christ. Cause people don't understand your identity is in Christ. And I think that gets marbled <laughs> if you want to call yeah. it that, you know, and I'm sure you understand. Yeah. Um, well, and that being said too, like when, when you're, when you're, fo- you're following Christ and really say to properly follow Christ, um, I'd say that we have to be pot stirrers. We have to be willing to, to, to cross, cross a few lines because that's what he did. That was, it was all three years that he was out there, telling people I'm God, you know, when he's saying those words, he, he was being honest and truth, but that was to, to the, the Pharisees that was uh, blasphemous. So he's, he was stirring pots everywhere he went. And I, and I think, well, and, and talk about putting elbows on the table. I think we could all agree. We can put <laughs> elbows on the table as much as we want here. Cause yeah. Um, if, if you're going to be defiant for anyone being defiant for Christ is, is definitely the way to go. Exactly. Yeah. With him, you're always enough. Yeah. And uh, uh, have a story for us, Claire? Uh, uh, well, so I have a half-sister. And so we were, we didn't talk for like nine years, I think. And so I had this idea in my head that if I could be valedictorian of high school, then she would be so proud of me that she would come to my graduation. And I don't know how I came up with that. But I did. And I was valedictorian. And then there, a couple of weeks before graduation, I asked her, you know, if she would come, and she said no. And that was probably, like, the, well, at the time, not anymore, but at the time, that was, <laughs> like, the darkest time in my life. And I just felt so unloved and just so, you know, like Leah right here, like, you know, yeah. what – could I possibly do? You know, I've done, you know, what I thought would be enough for you, and it's not. And I was, for, and it only lasted a couple days, but it it felt like this eternal hell that I was just in. Like, I'm not loved. Like, I'm not good enough. Like, nothing is enough. And then I was at um, youth group that day, and they were singing that song that they play, you know, all the time, and it's annoying, and it's, um... Oh, how he loves us. Oh, yeah. That one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I was sitting there and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, how, how did I forget that? Like, duh. Like, God loves me. Like, it doesn't matter if my sister does or not. It doesn't matter if I'm valedictorian or not. You know, none of that matters because God loves me. That is enough. And so, I mean, so I, like, 
got that when I was, you know, 17. And so I never struggled with, oh, does my boyfriend love me? Like, oh, you know, I never have. You know, I just, I'm, I mean, that's a privilege, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, I see other people and they, I mean, and I, and I do still struggle with that with my sister. Um, and we do have a relationship now a little bit, not as much as I would like. Um, but yeah, but like I see other people struggling, you know, I watch Desi struggle and, oh, you know, if only he could love me. And I mean, we were always taught if something starts with, oh, if only, you know, that is a lie from Satan. Yep. Satan is trying to get you all, oh, you know, come over here and do this. And, oh, if only, you know, then, then you'll be happy. And it's not, it's not going to work. You know, you'll do that if only thing. And then you'll have to do one more thing and it'll just keep having to go. You know, it'll never be enough. I mean, I had to learn that struggling with guilt too, you know, know, like, oh, I made this mistake and, oh, I want to fix it. And, oh, now I fix that one. Oh, now I remember this one. Now I have to fix this one. And, it will never be enough. You know, you have to let go of that and just say the blood of Jesus covers this. And the yeah. blood of Jesus is enough. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, can you have that cheer button ready? And, and I, want, I want you to have that ready. <laughs> go ahead and tell us that you're a valedictorian again. Oh, uh, yes. I was valedictorian <laughs> from Baptist Academy back in 2014. So, yeah, we want to make sure that you got your due cheers. Oh, <laughs> thanks, guys. I know I don't like saying that because I don't want to sound braggy, but like, oh, no. I want people. It's to, an achievement. Well, like, I want people to know, like, you know, I I know how to, you know, study things out. It's, it's not about pride. You worked hard for that. But also, right? remember, right. statistically, you weren't supposed uh, to be valedictorian. That's that. what's so there's, cool about there's it. There's that too. Oh, okay, guys. Let me tell you a story. Okay, so you know, I mentioned before they wouldn't have let me preach. That was the other reason I wanted to be valedictorian. I thought, well, I'll preach in my valedictorian speech, and they can't stop me. <laughs> and I did. And I had these little Baptist people cheering, and I, I didn't know they did that. I was really surprised. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, generally speaking, uh, the, at the Baptist church, Alan, and I don't know if you've ever been to a Baptist church before. I've been to a Catholic church. I've been, I've been to several different denominations. But, but at a Baptist church, you sit in your pew, you're quiet, you listen to the message, there's some singing, and then you go home. Like it's very, like uh, 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 generally speaking. Okay. Now sometimes you get out of that, uh, and you hear somebody say "Amen." Uh, <laughs> I know that um, there's a there's a church that I've been to several times. If if you shout "Amen," you will hear audibly the entire congregation turn to look at you because they're wondering why you're saying "Amen" <laughs> and shouting during the the sermon. It's 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 that. Uh, ingrained and in, and not not every Baptist church. This is not, it's not a, nothing against it. It's just it's just the way they praise God, right. generally speaking. Right. Yeah, um, and I'm used to the more Pentecostal, yeah, Sunday God yeah. side where people want to praise God. Yeah, you know, and they like don't, we jump when we praise. You right. know, <laughs> like, right? Like they don't they don't have this religious like oh I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna sit here and be real close to the microphone and not do anything and just yeah you know, huh, and. That's just not what we're used to. Anyway, okay, again, not to brag, but I did have one person message me. <laughs> making Alan laugh. After my <laughs> speech. Now, this one person messaged me, and she wanted, like, to know how to get saved, basically. And mm. I was able to, like, talk her through that. Yeah. And Let a person to the Lord. 
And then, I mean, and, and you could see it. You could see this whole, you know, transformation that she had. You know, so, I mean, I really believe that was genuine and not just like a reassurance type thing. I really believe it was genuine. Mm-hmm. And so that, and that's, that's the only person that I have done that with. You know, so that's only, I mean, I would like to say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian and I've, I've led all these people to the Lord, you know, but it's, it's only one, you know, but that one that made that whole struggle to be valedictorian, you know, that made it all worth it. Yeah. It's, it's something that we've talked about on, on this show in the past. And, um, we're talking about like, if, if this show in particular never made any money, I'd be okay with that. Right. Um, and if, if it never, um, you know, went any further than just a, you know, a few hundred views on Facebook or whatever, because we've, We've had some yeah. pretty good accomplishments. I think we've yeah. hit quite a uh, bit of uh, some cool milestones. Mm-hmm. Share, comment, comment, comment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. um, so as much fun as all that stuff is to have, um, if it was gone tomorrow, uh, I know that we've created a community here. And um, even if there was just the one person, right, yeah. that accepted the Lord because yeah. of that, if they just did, if, if just one person did right, then then it's it's all worth it because they they stood up for themselves or they or they accepted Christ. Um, and they're, or they're just going out into the world and doing right and for that, right's sake. And that person, a few months later, she died. Oh, wow. And that really struck me. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, if it hadn't happened, you know, within these past couple of months, she would have died and gone to hell. You know, I mean, that that really shook me. You know, so I was, like, calling my youth pastor, you know, crying. Like, she died. And she was like, well, Claire, you know what? I'm really glad that you're calling me, telling me the person that you did lead to the Lord and not the person that you should have. You know, and this this could have gone very differently. Yeah. You know? Well, and there there may very well have been other people in that audience that day that silently accepted Christ um, because, it, you know, it is generally speaking that mm-hmm. that, that – uh, interaction between them and the Lord and, and not necessarily involving another person, especially if they, if they heard your message and understood within that message that that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, talking about being enough, uh, where are we at on time? Okay. Cool. Huh? Yeah. A few minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So talking about being enough, I know that, um, talk about siblings in particular too. Um, I, I, I struggle with, uh, uh, wanting to be enough for my, my younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, being the older brother, uh, growing up, I wasn't always the, uh, the kindest. Um, uh, some could say the, quite the opposite a lot. And, uh, um, in, in adulthood, I've, I've tried to do my dead level best to go the other way with that. And, um, I know that I can't erase what happened, but you know, uh, I know that hugs are difficult to, to grasp, especially, you know, when you're, when you're both grown men and it's like, but I want to hug, I want to hug so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I just want to love you because you're, my, you know, and, um, it, it, it's, it's a real struggle because you have to find that balance of like letting go, letting them make their own decision, but also like, what? You okay. No, I was <laughs> just thinking you're like, you wanted to give him a hug and you're like, you got to find that, that balance of letting go. I'm like, you should actually let go of him after you hug him. Maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's why he doesn't want to hug you, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't I, be clingy. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, come on, man, I'm getting yeah. in my car. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> if go. I could, if I could, I probably, <laughs> I probably would hold on for a lot, way too long. I'm, tr- I'm tired of yeah. dragging you across um, the lawn. He's just, he's just not a, um, uh, a hugger to begin with. Um, but, yeah, it's always been a difficult thing for me to accept. It's like he's gonna 
do that in his own time. And, uh, you know, all the, even all these years later, it's, st- it's still a, a thing that's struggled with, I struggle with, but, um, I just gotta, I keep having to remind myself to go back to the Lord and say, okay, I made these strides. Like I remember some years ago I was, I was getting off the phone with him and I always say, I love you before I get off the phone. Mm-hmm. And he, he, uh, you know, I got to a point where he started saying you too, you too. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then, but then one day he said it, uh, he said, I love you too, back on the phone. And I got off the phone and I immediately went to my wife and I was like, hold me. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> Cause I, I literally, I, I turned into a pool of tears and, um, yeah, not, not my most masculine moment. I don't think, but Hey, um, That's so sweet though. uh, it meant, I don't like what. Having women on the show does do, Josh. <laughs> I don't like this. It Embrace meant, your Y chromosome. <laughs> it meant a lot to me. I'm just kidding. Uh, to, to have that conversation with him uh, and then to, for him to reciprocate verbally. <laughs> to like, have that, like, it was a confirm, that confirmation of he did love me back. And, and it wasn't just like, it wasn't like a love you too. Like that wasn't really quick. It, it was, you know. Um, right. Yeah, that's something Desi and I have talked about, like, when you talk to Desi on the phone, she'll always say love you at the end. It's like, and it's like this robotic thing. And it's like, I want you to mean it. I don't <laughs> want you to just say it out of habit, you know? So it's, it's different. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> You're getting a, a look right oh. now. But then you got you over there. He's like, okay, bye. You just hang up with no love you. So I mean, you never know when your last second of breathing will be. You always <laughs> want to tell people you love them because hey, you don't that, know. That is very true. That's why I do that. that. Yeah. I don't care how mad I am at someone. I'll tell them I love them at the end of a phone call. Yeah. I can't. No, that, I can't survive. No, no that way. is that is a good thing. No, I think about that with my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I will cry. Don't, yeah, don't, please don't, don't cry. I think, uh, Alan, you got a story. You want a story for me? Yes, please. Where I wasn't enough. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, wow. and how you he, overcame it. He's always perfect, so you know when, it's really say, hard like, to find one of these stories. I, but literally, I'm like, how much time can I buy here to make up a story here and figure <laughs> out something? Because literally, I've been too much most of the time. But no, if I ever have to, I don't ever. I honestly, I don't feel like I'm not enough. There's never been a time I haven't. And I hate to sound like that. I'm not trying to be vain or anything. Mm. But if there's ever a time I actually analyze that portion of my life or, or that way of thinking, it is: Am I doing the right thing when it comes to my kid? Right. When okay. it was my daughter. Am yeah. I am I am I the man that sets the blueprint here for what she's looking for the rest of her life, right? Yeah, like, no, that is you gotta take that seriously. And, and and am I am I doing the right thing? Am I living up to that? Because I mean everybody can be a father, but not everybody can be a dad, right? right. And, and I'm that right. guy. Right. So Yep. Um This is what I do at work. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I'm just saying there's never a time where I, I can honestly say like my family didn't make me feel like I was enough. Right. There's never been a time where I've, I've ventured into something and not felt like I was enough. I've never at work have I not felt like I was enough. And maybe that's just because I'm incredibly confident. I don't, I'm not saying you're not, not saying mm-hmm. you guys aren't. I'm just saying maybe, maybe my arrogance mm-hmm. helps me push through that. Maybe the way I compartmentalize things in my life helps mm-hmm. me yeah. not see that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or not Man, I would that. love to feel like that at work. I always am like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the person with everybody else going, come on, I'm up here. Come up to me, come up to me, come up mm-hmm. to me. Never mind. Stop what you're doing. I'll just do it. I'm yeah. that person. Yeah. You three go sit in the corner. I'm tired of you. Everybody take lunch breaks. I'll yeah. do your jobs. Yeah. And it's just how I am. Well, so that's how I was in school. Yes. You know, and now we get out into the real world and I'm just like, 
same. I love the fact that you're making like the frog face. And the, yeah, I get your face off. I didn't. That's fantastic. It's, uh, it's fantastic. But no, I, I think if there's ever a time that really applies to me, and it's just because everything else in my life, you know, sports, work, everything else in my life up to this point, right? And I'm almost 40 years old. So everything has been compartmentalized. Every single thing. I, I just go, that's a thing. Throw it in a box. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, your opinion. Great. Fantastic. You can have it. Yours. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't mm-hmm. really care. Oh yeah. It's yours. Yeah. But I, but I look down mm-hmm. at my child and I go, I need to teach you. I need to make right. sure you're, you're as perfect as you can possibly be. Right. And, uh, I need to set an almost impossible standard, not yeah. for you, yeah, but for for the people you're going to look up to, the, right. f- the people you're going to put faith in right. need to have this level, this standard. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want to give her like a perfection complex where she has anxiety and she, struggles. She like, has it. Like she, <laughs> unfortunately she has, ex- she is me mm-hmm. through and through. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, if I, if I had to try to contribute here, yeah, then that's kind of where I would, I would fall in this, this conversation. Yeah. And I think that feeling is really common her mom's mm-hmm. like, am I being a good enough mom? Oh, her mom I, does struggle with that. I, we're I, good friends. So <laughs> we stay good friends. I would hope so. Well, we've been divorced for 10 years. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, well, that's okay. It's I just assumed good. you were married. It's all good. It's all good. It's ever, it's ever been like a, a no, fist he's, shaking. He's agnostic. So he believes in divorce. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I had a divorce. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wasn't like, oh, ding. Oh, oh no, not no, talking to no, her. No, no you kidding. guys, I know on the way up here, I was talking to one of my best friends besides Desi is Catholic. And oh my gosh. she was just telling me today that she's going to leave her husband, but she's not going to actually divorce him. They're just going to stay separated. Oh, it's super awkward for the, the church. For the rest of their lives. That's yeah, terrible. Like, le- legally like, getting divorced isn't anything. Try to get divorced through the church yeah. as a Catholic. And I'm like, I'm like, are you sure that's what you're going to do? Like, yeah. Are you sure that's going to work? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. At the church, they're like, not one of us. Not, <laughs> where's your husband? He's working on the car. That's about all you can do, right, the Catholic yeah. church? So, but no, I mean, you know, I do see that with her mother. You know, again, mm. we're, we're great friends. Um, and so I do see private conversations between, between her and I, mm, I hear that right. a lot. Like, right. I don't think, I think I'm failing somewhere and I'm like, you're not right. Like, you're doing the, you're doing right. a great job. Yeah. I'm in a lot of like, you know, breastfeeding mom support groups and you see it a lot. I'm not any breastfeeding dad. Well, groups, I know. So <laughs> it's it's, well, super it's, awkward it's sad to me that women feel that way. You know, I mean, I guess I didn't like think about that men feel that way too, but it's sad to think about. Like I just, I don't want anyone to feel like that. You know, I want everyone to know that they are enough and that they're doing a good job. I mean, now, you know, now with my job, I do work with families that have, you know, neglect and abuse charges. So, I mean, they've had those feelings too, you know, and I have to tell them like, you are doing the best that you can, you know, and that's, that's all you have to do. You know, you, you realize the mistake that you made and you know how you're going to fix it and you got to, you know, do better moving forward and, you know, sitting around feeling guilty about it isn't going to help anything, you know. So. Certainly. And, uh, and uh, Alan, it is 2023, so certainly there is a dad's breastfeeding group out there. Oh, I my gosh. I was going to say, I don't want to, Oh, you my know, gosh. Do you know what they did? I don't want to be horribly transphobic, you know. Okay, no. <laughs> let this me, show. Let me real quick, real quick tell you what they did. So. so <laughs> you, do, you do know this. This is how this, I get my dog to sit. This, this, this stance right here comes with a... Uh, <laughs> A, 
a certain mentality, right? When you talk to people like this. It's like, be quiet and listen to me. Exactly. I I know something you don't know and you're going to listen to me. This is a wonderful convenience store. It'd be a shame if I were to uh, trash it. (laughs) Yes, that's what that is. Go ahead, keep going. No, teach us. No. (laughs) No, no. So I was in this group. It was called Indie Moms. Say with her. Indie moms. <laughs> Go ahead. Breast, <laughs> breastfeeding support group. Okay. Well, they changed She's it. She's repping that hard. They changed it. Now it's indie people. Parents. Oh, nice. Chest feeding oh. support group. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, and I'm calling Jennifer, you know, because we're breastfeeding. And I'm like, what does this mean? Like, what? what is that? Like, you know, I'm like, what? Two dudes who shave their chest and don't even shave their chest. Oh, the horrific videos in my no, head now. No, I, no, I, no, there was this article of, it was a woman trans into a man, but hadn't removed it. Okay. And hadn't removed anything, just was on like testosterone or whatever. And yeah. had a baby. And then, this is the exact video that Alan's talking about. Too. And then was able to breastfeed the baby. Yeah. You know, and like. And is also with uh, a trans woman as their uh, spouse. Look. I don't know about that. Now, this person <laughs> was. Like this person technically was, a straight this, relationship. Well, <laughs> no, this person I'm talking about was, was a single, like a single parent with the baby. It's a, it's a mental illness I collage. I don't remember okay. now. So, uh, uh, <laughs> it was just funny. Josh, it was just like, funny. It's like, you know, it's like, how was this person who did all this stuff to their body, able to feed their baby. And then other people like my friend Jennifer, you know, struggled with that. And it was just, she was upset about it. Yeah, there are a lot of things that uh, give us struggles and, uh, and, oh. and have us asking oh. questions. Here we go. Uh, so uh, speaking of questions we might have, we might have questions for the current president that of the United the States in. and his son, it's Hunter. <laughs> it's like we do this for something. <laughs> I don't know. Do we do this? Uh, at first, uh, First uh, article uh, tonight comes from, or well, today, whenever you're watching. You Fox say Orwellian News. today? Huh? No. no. The first article comes from Orwellian today. <laughs> Sounds right. Is it, or when, whenever you're watching. Uh, comes from Fox News. Uh, Ex-Obama staffer blows whistle on Biden uh, kickback scheme after Hunter joined Burisma malfeasance in office. A former Obama uh, administration staffer is blowing the whistle on the Biden family's business dealings, accusing uh, President Biden of being involved in a kickback scheme and a connection with his son Hunter's overseas business dealings while he was vice president. Mike McCormick, a stenographer for the White House for 15 years, told Fox and Friends, yes, that's exactly what he does, Alan, he uses his fingers, um, the FBI has been ignoring his alarms on the matter, uh, despite his willingness to testify under oath before the federal grand jury uh, in investigating Hunter. Uh, in February, uh, this is... Um, the official talking. Uh, so, quote, in, in February, I went to the FBI and filed one of their uh, tips on, on, on their website. Um, if you uh, do that and you're lying to them, you go to jail. Uh, I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth, and I'm not going to jail. Um, as, uh, Joe Biden is a criminal. Uh, he was conducting malfeasance in office to enrich his family. Jake Sullivan is a conspirator in that. And there's more. Obama officials involved in it, I believe. End quote. Uh, McCormick, who worked for the, uh, with the Biden uh, with but with Biden from 2011 to 2017, detailed a key dialogue involved involving the the vice president, aide uh, Jake Sullivan, and the press on uh, the press on Air Force Two before uh, a trip to Kiev, Ukraine, on April 21st, 2014. 
Uh, Sullivan, who is the current national security advisor, outlined a White House uh, transcript, uh, Biden's pri- uh, priorities for his trip to the, uh, to the country, which included U.S. investment in the Ukraine uh, energy sector uh, days after Hunter joined the board of Burisma. That was uh, Hunter's company that he joined Burisma. Um, and according to the New York Post is wh- where that comes from. So months later, uh, and well after the trip, Congress allocated $50 million to Ukraine, Ukraine's energy market. Gee, I wonder why they might have done that. No clue. No clue. Um, I wouldn't see any connections between, I don't know, the use of the vice president, the federal government, and um, the vice president's son having a lot of money uh, tied up in a... Because it's super awkward when you hand your son a bunch of government money. you got to go get him a job first and then pay him through that. <laughs> And then launder our taxpayer money through it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's yeah. a word for that, right? Where you, you hire someone because they're in your family. Nepotism? Yep, yeah. I, the word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like that. It's, it's exactly you hire them directly. So you get them a job somewhere else, then you feed the money, you funnel the money into that company. Yeah. And they give them a, a cushy job where they don't know much at, uh, which he doesn't know much of anything, really. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I hate to say that, yeah. you know, to be incredibly rude, but he really doesn't have any viable skills. Other than just being Joe Biden's son, yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess he well, uh, he does know the metric system. He can weigh out his drugs. Yeah, and and he's very good at knowing that he smoked the most Parmesan cheese that anybody has ever done. That's fair. I seen that in an interview. He actually said that. Um, but he he happens to be the smartest man that Joe Biden knows. So, oh, mm, I'm no mathematician, but uh, that calculates out it's, to. It's a good thing <laughs> he Joe doesn't Biden, know any smart people at all. It's a good thing Joe Biden knows no Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he literally said that he, he, Joe Biden went through and said, uh, uh, I can't work with these MAGA Republicans, uh, but these other Republicans I can. And you could audibly hear during his State of the Union, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so at my job, we have to sign something saying that we don't have any like conflict of interest. And then also... We don't have something that could be the appearance of a conflict of interest, even if it wasn't actually one. You know, so I mean, we have that's that. That's so crazy. That's perception. That's insane. That's oh. someone's perception. Not not you. Okay. It's it's just I was just saying, like, for them to make you sign that, yeah. Yeah. it's based on someone's perception. Yeah. And you can't control their perception. That is true. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying we have to sign that. You know, for for my job. I mean, you'd think there would be even more standards for when you're the president, you know, even if it's not a nepotism type situation, it has the appearance or of it. Or even vice president for that matter. Yeah. And, um, just, you'd think there would be some regulation about that, that he wouldn't do it. He'd say, okay, kid, you know, let's not have you involved in this. Well, but Trump had his kids involved too. So, I don't know. Involved. May you clarify? Were, I don't know what they did. They were his they were advisors. They were his or, team. Yeah. His, oh, his, so you, you mean that, Cabinet. Go ahead. Uh, so you mean that th- to say that they were part of his um, um, campaign team? Yeah. Is that, okay. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you want you would always want your your friends and family to campaign mm-hmm. for you because if yeah. if your friends and family aren't out there going, he or she is really great. Yeah. Um, then my true. people might go. Oh, the closest people to them uh, doesn't right. like them very much. Right. Uh, I don't yeah. think I want to vote for them. <laughs> but but to establish mm-hmm. your child in a in a foreign company. Yeah. For instance, and then yeah. to use, uh, then to allocate American funds, mm-hmm. taxpayer dollars, yeah. 
yeah. to that company in that country specifically so that it kicks back to your son is kind of awkward. Now, placing your son at the head of, I don't know, a company in the U.S., eh, people don't typically know too, too upset yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean, Nancy Pelosi just tells, uh, no, she doesn't tell Paul anything. No, she's, just, Paul he's just really lucky. He's just really, really great. He's just really market. lucky at the stock market. Um, it's not her stock. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just happens to come out ahead on all the stocks that she knows about because uh, she's a government official. There's no connection, though. There's no correlation. Zero. None. I just loved how much Tesla he bought literally the day before they announced that the, the uh, like 70% of the entire U.S. Pl- like fleet for the government was going to go electric. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. He bought like this funny. ridiculous amount of Tesla. And then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, the next day, they're like, by the way, 70 to 75% of our fleet has to be uh, electric. And he was like, oh, look, I'm a, I, I made millions and millions and millions of dollars, but I didn't know any of this. He's just so. lucky. Yeah. He's, he's just lucky. I, That's all I no follow Nancy question. Pelosi on Facebook. I don't know how that happened, but she always, sorry. She always, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't remember clicking it, but she always posts most ridiculous things. And I'm like, aren't you supposed to be neutral? But she's just, I don't know. No. One of my, fa- <laughs> one of my favorite things, though, because I, I traded stock quite heavily. Oh. And um, one of the the guys was being interviewed because he was, he was very successful. So the, the podcast was interviewing him and he said, Hey, can you give anybody out there a secret as to how they can, what they can do to be as good as you? And he goes, uh, I probably, you that? no, this is the guy that's being interviewed on a podcast. Oh, okay. And I was watching because of course I'm looking for any kind of oh, angle. Okay, right. Okay, I got so it. I'm, I'm gathering, I'm gathering information wherever I can get it. And this guy said, well, I probably shouldn't say it, but honestly, uh, anyone who buys stock, it's public information. You can see what they're buying. Follow Paul Pelosi because <laughs> nope. He's like, I'm not going to say anything bad about Nancy Pelosi, but uh, I think Paul has a little bit of information that's trickling in at the house that he shouldn't have. Hmm. So as long as you're buying what Paul's buying and selling when he's selling, you're going to make a bunch of money. Hmm. That's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, you just you just get in on the dark pools, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, a, it's a stock term. I know I saw a couple of things come out for China was threatening to release some information about the money that flows uh, from Hunter to and from Hunter as well. And that's... Uh, yeah hope to see some of that come out yeah it, it, it'll be it'll be really great i, th- I think uh probably I, I my conjecture is that you'll probably hear about it on twitter first yeah that's That'd actually where it came across the yeah. announcement was that china was like hey by the way uh we know we have a bunch of receipts let's let's yeah. let's re- oh you don't you're gonna go against us cool we'll just release the receipts and let your own people you know yeah tar and feather you yeah and and uh not only that but i mean it's gonna come in from all sides too because um hunter uh, also happened to uh, lazily leave a laptop behind. That wasn't uh, his at first. Oh, yeah, it was because Russia, 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 right? Yeah, and prove wrong. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah. Um, it was his, but that guy was a jerk, and how dare he go through his private stuff? <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, now you know where your tax dollars are going when it goes to Ukraine. It's just passing through. Do you guys know about the laptop? No, I mean, no. I've, I've heard about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For, I mean, for those who don't know, it's make a, sure that you're It's pretty it interesting to find out how many people don't know about the laptop. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, well, it, I mean, there's there's his laptop, there's Hillary's emails. So you're on it. You're yeah. on it. So these are things that are kind of strange that, uh, and, and no offense, it's just, you know, hey, there are a lot of things that happen in the world that I don't know. But it was uh, mm-hmm. that it was pretty interesting that a laptop went in for a repair at a local computer repair shop. And as this guy's going through this, there's a whole lot of evidence compiled in this laptop that um, really makes them look bad. 
And at first, when this information came out, it was shot down as a hoax. It was shot down as a planted product from Russia to, to help Trump and so on and so forth. So years go by. Trump doesn't make it. Biden comes in two years into it. Then it's, oh, yeah, it, it was his laptop. But it's okay to talk about it now because they got what yeah. they needed. Well, and they pulled back the information so much that they pulled down the article that the New York Post put, uh, put on Twitter. Um, oh, I didn't know there was a second thing about it. Yeah, the New York Post actually had an article okay. just before um, election, mm -hmm. and it somehow disappeared mm -hmm. from Twitter. Mm -hmm. They said it was just an accident or whatever, but they could totally put it back up. Uh, but then they never actually was able to put back up the original post because supposedly it was misinformation because it wasn't supposedly wasn't Hunter's laptop, but it comes out that it was. It's but, just as everything else. Everything the the way things are done is that an announcements made or an announcement is not made. And everyone hears that or sees that, but they never see the correction. The correction's made. They do do they do make the correction, but they they make the announcement on a front page. Mm -hmm. They make the correction on the back page. Right. Yeah. And no one it's, ever knows. It's somewhere on the damage is done. Page fifty four, yeah. right? And and all, all but all that, that's like I said, that's where all your taxpayer money is going when it goes to Ukraine. Speaking of taxpayer money, um, it also funds a couple other things uh, coming from the Washington Free Beacon this week. Uh, second taxpayer-funded uh, news outlet quits Twitter after being labeled state media. Um, now, the first one, PBS News on Wednesday announced it, it, it left Twitter after the social network uh, labeled it government-funded media, because it is. The same day, NPR announced its exit over the same reason. Does anyone want to go into what NPR stands for? National. National Public Radio. Public Radio. <laughs> and, and don't call us government-funded radio. <laughs> it's in your name. <laughs> Therefore, you are government agenda. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so Jason Phelps, uh, a spokesman for Bloomberg, said PBS stopped tweeting uh, from our account when we uh, learned of the change and we have no plans to resume at this time. Uh, uh, Twitter CEO Elon Musk had uh, has pointed to the outlet's funding from federal agencies as uh, justifying the description, which was originally uh, state-affiliated media. I don't, I don't really think that that's much different, but, I mean, PBS said the simplistic label gives the inaccurate impression that PBS is wholly funded by the federal government, but it is. And so PBS and is... viewers <laughs> like you. <laughs> yeah, viewers right, like yeah, because, like, on PBS Kids, they always say, viewers like you. But the money's... Yeah, but the, the, the reason they, they can say that technically is because it's coming from taxpayer money. Absolutely. So then, yeah. <laughs> so PBS is primarily funded by the, the public philanthropic or organizations uh, with only a small portion of our funding coming uh, from entities affiliated with the government, the company said. Uh, NPR announced Wednesday it was uh, no longer updating its 52 Twitter accounts. Uh, accounts in protest oh, darn. calling <laughs> what a loss uh, calling it an inaccurate label i uh, guess they won't mind losing federal funding in that case musk said in a tweet i think that was a really nice burn in just a few words <laughs> so why would they lose funding oh he's he's saying in order to, for them to remove that label and them to come back and tweet uh, okay uh yeah <laughs> okay because they're saying it's just a small amount yeah so he's saying okay you can lose it okay and uh so when when these um, these government entities, uh, they're, they're definitely government mouthpieces. They're used for government agenda. Mm -hmm. That's what if if you turn on NPR and you hear them talk about politics in particular, it's always going to lean left mm -hmm. and very far left from my experience. Every time I've ever turned it over there, just to just to try to give it a chance, it's always been 
what did my ears just hear? So typically how I explain this to everyone, not just this, but like everything, right? Uh, people who are like, things need to be run with more government money, you know, things need to be free, things like that. So if you're paying for something, if you're paying for someone to come over and put tile in your kitchen, okay. are you, are you going to let your neighbor dictate what, what tile is being put down in your kitchen? No, you're paying for it, right? No. So when the government's paying for something, even though that means it's our money, when the government pays for something, they dictate what you get. So free education, for instance, is the education that they are, right. are allowing, that they're giving permission. Right, yeah, and that's why Kyle wants our daughter to be homeschooled. I mean, that's part of the reason. And so, and that's that's everything, though. If they're ever dictating, you know, if it's any kind of benefit from the government, because they are paying, they dictate what it is. And so, again, when you're talking news outlets, that's pretty dangerous, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, it's like it, it's like they, they go over to the, the office of the CIA that's right next door. They go, what's our stories today? Uh, it's uh, called Project Mockingbird, for those who don't know. if you just do, You're welcome to do your own research because I don't want to go too far into it. But Project Mockingbird, look it up. Uh, and and uh, and study it because you're going to learn a whole lot about your own federal government really quickly just by researching that. Um, mm-hmm. And then also talking about um, PBS in particular, like uh, <laughs> uh, just just to maybe point out how silly it is, but both but also agenda based. So they they want you to uh, they're worried about. They said that they they their reasoning was they said that they worried about diabetic children uh, or ch- children diabetes, which is a, very big problem in this country. Yeah, because um, people don't breastfeed. Exactly. So people do. Women don't. <laughs> <laughs> As you've learned from your group, right? <laughs> Supposedly, right? Um, but there, there's only man and woman. So um, there's only two. I don't know if you know that or not. There's only two. I'll look into um, it. <laughs> you've been watching too much Sesame Street, and that's where I'm coming oh my to. God, I was going. There. Go ahead. So on on Sesame Street, they I'm have uh, a character. Both of you today. <laughs> named Cookie Monster. Right, the, and that's the, the blue like. Okay, that's okay. still his name. Okay, but he no longer eats cookies. Oh, he like switched to carrots or something. Yeah, he only eats vegetables now. Okay, he only eats vegetables. What? How do you have the name Cookie Monster if you don't eat cookies? <laughs> what? It's is. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, children, cookie sugar addiction. It is a problem. It is a problem. It does need yeah. to be addressed. And I agree with that. Okay, but also, if his character's name is Cookie Monster. Mm-hmm. He could eat sugar-free cookies. He could eat uh, almond flour cookies if they're worried about the gluten allergies <laughs> out there. Facts. Make me die. I mean, I'm allergic to almonds. <laughs> Why not carrot monster or something? That's well, they definitely can't call him vegetable monster because then that would imply that he's a paraplegic. And oh gosh, he's already got the googly eyes. I don't think he can. <laughs> he could bear it. <laughs> Talk about not being enough. <laughs> he would be so embarrassed. <laughs> You know, and it's so strange to see that coincide with this. Uh, and I'm not against body positivity, okay? Right. But the lengths in which people will stretch that and their yep. pants. Um, Alan, Lizzo is perfect the way she oh is. Oh my gosh, that's where I was going. Is it have, so you have Lizzo for children to look up to, and then they're know, like, oh, by the way, Lizzo, the I, music? I, well, thank you, Lucky Stars. No the idea what that then is. Then that is one time where I will say that is information I'm happy you don't have. Okay. Lizzo is a. Um, a small bus of a person who uh, oh. who puts clothes on that uh, aren't for small buses oh, okay. and then performs and sings. And, and she does have some pretty hit, some big hits and things like that. Okay. But she, she is does then, have a good singing voice. I can give her that. She does have a great singing voice. Absolutely. And then, but she's incredibly confident, which is fine. I have no problem with mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's just what 
the, the image she portrays is a, of a person who is not healthy physically. Right. right. And that's my this. issue. With, so my degree is in health services. Mm-hmm. And like, I did a project on this of, with like positivity type stuff. And like, that is good. That is important, you know, because you don't want people to feel like they're not enough and nobody loves them. And they're not as pretty as their sister, Rachel, you know, but at the same time. That was very specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like the idea of promoting an unhealthy behavior and body image and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's yeah. Be happy very, with yourself. Mm, it's Try very, not to be diabetic. It's very like particular yeah. about it too. Yeah. So that's something that we. But the good thing is though, those, uh, those shoe racks you can put on your doors. Mm-hmm. Once you're diabetic and you don't have your feet, you can put your candy bars in those. That's <laughs> terrible. Please don't joke about that. Oh my Nothing. Gosh. You were oh. stoic the entire time. I'm trying so I'm hard sorry. to get you to crack. I, just, I have strong opinions on this stuff. Well, do it. Also Tell us your opinion, well, Chief. Yeah. Use that's, your voice. That's the point. Oh my gosh. Well, I also agree. Like We shouldn't promote unhealthy habits and whatnot. But also, I feel like there are people out there who may truly be confident in the body they have, and they shouldn't be condemned for that. Because I, I think Lizzo's beautiful. I'm I'm all about modesty. Like, please wear your clothes, you know? Right. That's but the thing. Like, whether you're overweight or not, yeah. you should be modest. Right. Like, if she was, like, a model and was wearing the same thing, I would still think that's inappropriate. That's fair. Right. Completely exactly. fair. You know? Completely yeah. Fair. But when it comes to, like, the fat positivity that there's nothing. I like a few extra cheeseburgers and I'm, I'm well aware that I'm a, I'm a round guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, but I'm covered. (laughs) (laughs) I had to double check real quick. Am I not wearing the, 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 the onesie today? No, um, definitely not. So, uh, (laughs) you're welcome, Sterling. He's now picturing that. (laughs) And and I see where you're coming from. And it's not that I'm saying, Hey, she's fat. And I do joke and say, she's a small bus of a person. Okay. That's just, that's kind of awful. I'm just (laughs) right. But I'm just adding to it. Right. This is levity. But I mean, really that my whole problem with the issue is when you have someone who has such a large platform and I don't mean her body, um, (laughs) she gets to affect children. She Mm -hmm. gets to, and, and no matter what she says, no matter what words come out of her mouth, those words get echoed mm-hmm. through the radio and they get echoed. She gets put on, the, well, she was on Star Star Wars, right? The Mandalorian just had her on as a guest or something. Yeah, as, yeah. Guess that. But that's something she is getting straight on Disney yeah. to children. She's going here and there and everything else. She's covered yeah. up in the Mandalorian, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, yes, well, and thank it, goodness. it goes the other way too, though. I mean, you put these little models in front of the children. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, so, I agree, 100%. So, um, so America, because we, we did this for health services, America has, you know, the worst you know, obesity, but then they also have some of the highest eating disorders. Oh my gosh, yes. Like yeah. it's both extremes and like they're obese. And both are unhealthy and, lifestyles. And malnourished. And, yeah. and depression. Yeah. The highest and levels that, of depression. Yeah. So America's got a lot of problems. And whether they're uh, someone with a with an eating disorder that's going to make them hyper skinny or an eating mm-hmm. disorder that's going to make yeah. them yeah, they're, uh, Lizzo, they're, they're, both they're heading disorder. towards heart disease. Yeah. Yep. They're heading towards something that's going to kill them yep. and yep. put them in an early grave. And that's why we don't want to promote it. Right. Something we do want to promote, though, is our last article coming from <laughs> Blaze Media. And You're so good at that. <laughs> uh, Let's Go Brandon chant breaks out at a youth wrestling event. Uh, Democrat operative whines that it's the height of indoctrination. We've got a video to go along with this because uh, I just thought it was really cool. If you wouldn't mind, Stan. Wheel in the cart with a VCR. <laughs> yep.
Okay. Pretty cut and dry, right? I mean, uh, we, don't, we don't know what that wrestler's name is. Yeah, and and they they could have very well been been um, uh, cheering for their their teammate or, or you know the person on the team, certainly. But uh, uh, after a let's go Brandon Champ uh, broke out at a Missouri youth wrestling event in a Republican state, representative posted the video uh, of it on Twitter. A leader of a pro Democrat group uh, complained that the chant represents quote the height of indoctrination. Uh, GOP Missouri State Representative Aaron uh, McMullen posted the clip Saturday and said uh, in a subsequent tweet that the chanting took place in the Cable Damer Arena. arena. I don't know if I said that right or not. Um, Which is uh, in Independence. The Kansas City Star reported that the Adidas Wrestling Nationals K-12 tournament was held at the venue Thursday through Saturday. Now, they could have very well, like I said, been, been... cheering on their their teammate or whatever um just because the republicans happen to see this and say oh this this is relative to what i think this chant means i'm gonna post it i think that was just probably in good fun um now did the coach say hey this is how we're going to approach this we're going to have you chanting let's go brandon who knows um for for what it uh supposed for what it truly means um and for those out there who don't know what it means, it does mean um, we don't like Joe Biden very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is the nicest way to put it. Uh, or let's go, Brandon. I was surprised you didn't pull the UFC clip and put that up there. Too. <laughs> you saw that, I imagine, over the weekend. Yes, yes, I did. Um, and and uh, well, and Donald Trump had a good time at, at the UFC match. Um, he, he was there with um, um, Mike Tyson and uh, Kid Rock and uh, and Dana White, the owner of the UFC. Um, but I think that this was just in good fun. Personally, I, I look at this and I just I see it as innocent. I don't I don't see it as indoctrination. The kids probably don't even know what it means, and it's not it's not like uh, I don't know. There's a um, drag queen in their library uh, reading them a story with his manhood out in front of them displayed. Um, that's the that's the line you should draw because that would be indoctrination, not just having a kids chant something that's in good fun. That's indoctrination. Am I wrong, Alan? Uh, actually, the entire thing I was going to say, my entire uh, concept was when you were done, I was going to say indoctrination is looking at someone and saying, hey, if you see other people in the room who don't exist, that's a mental disorder and we need to get you medicated and make sure you're okay. But then looking at someone else and saying, you believe that you were born in the wrong body, that's not a mental disorder. We should embrace you even if it results in mm. over 50% suicide yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, and even higher after you make that change yeah. physically. No, we studied that at my college and it's like, it was in our ethics class and it was like, should we let people change knowing that the regret rate is so high? And like everyone in my class said, no, yeah, we I mean, shouldn't let them do it. So yeah. I don't know why they've made the policy to do that. So it's interesting. Oh, sorry, go ahead. My thoughts are not. The same as my jobs. I do not represent my employer. Nice. I have to say that. Well played. Because yes. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> no perception. Of nice it. disclaimer. Okay, well, go ahead. Did, well, they don't even know where I work, so I guess it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but we have to be, you know, accepting of everyone. Oh, yeah. The, um, what is it, like affirmation and um, um, what, what's the other words for that? Um, I, I don't even want to <laughs> dig into it. But I'm just, I, you know, that's my, my biggest thing is like, you know, if you're talking indoctrination, you're looking at, 
so so many things that you know making all of this cool first of all mm-hmm. owning the media owning that stuff i'm not even going to dig into that but like literally looking at someone who you know has a 50 percent or higher rate of suicide yep. and and telling them hey you are whatever you believe you are and then knowing that once they make a transition if they can or can, if they can financially do it or whatever that they think that that is the end goal they think once they get to the end of that road they're going to be happy only to find emptiness right. and all yep. of this regret Right. See, see, and that's that's the same as this. You know, right. if only I could change this, then I will be happy. And it, it take, they take it even a step further beyond that. If they don't delete themselves from the depression, they want to impression uh, put that impression onto young children. Mm-hmm. Who, thankfully, there's a lot of more states stepping up saying we don't want you to do that with children. Right. Yeah. In the state of Indiana yeah, said we're not doing it. Thank yeah. God. Um, yeah. yeah. When, uh, when you're an adult, you can do what you want, but. Yeah. You can't let the mess kids with be kids. kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You mean at eight years old, we shouldn't give them tattoos because they might make bad decisions on what <laughs> they put on their body. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I think, I don't know what age we were, Alan, when we, we thought we were cavemen. I don't know, but that was a really good podcast before. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we used to, we have a, we had a cassette tape recorder and my, uh, in my, my bedroom, we used to record, uh, these characters named eh and puh. And it's, it's essentially yeah. this show with cavemen. Yeah. Okay. It's um, current events yeah. that eight or nine year olds were coming up. With. It was nine yeah. year olds. Oh, yeah. No, we were older than that. We we're probably Great. ten or eleven. Uh, you guys have know. been friends like your whole life. No, no. I died oh. three times. He, he really did. This is a restart. And, and, I, and I got I got close to dying once too. Yeah, you did. That's awesome. Yeah, you remember when my lips turned blue and you complained about it? Oh yeah, you sucked that. Day. Are they being serious? <laughs> I can't tell. I have no idea. It, th- these are stories we've told in the past. Uh, if you go back and watch our previous episodes, he's, these, his, his, his lips did turn blue, and he yeah. just—he was really a lousy person that day. It sucked. Yeah. Yeah. He would not liven up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, people, pronounce, people, people get grumpy when they're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> he still would have been he and him. It wouldn't have been. It wasn't worth. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, you guys! I saw on Facebook somebody tried to say that God was trans. Oh or my something, gosh. because in one verse it says he, and then in one verse it says us, <laughs> and that and so the us is like referring to like Trinity stuff, but like us is gender neutral, like us is not feminine. It's like I don't know why. Well, he's and it's also come up with this they're stuff. also looking at the uh, the the King James translation, which in the well, it's not the Queen's English anymore because the Queen is dead. So the King's English. <laughs> Um, in the King's English, us is not a plural. It's I didn't think the guys were going to get that back. <laughs> it was always going to be the Queen's English. <laughs> no, finally, no. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I, I really, I, I don't want, I don't want angry faces looking back. Uh, sorry, I ladies. didn't even hear it. So now I guess yeah. I don't know. We I don't missed care. it. We People used to say the Queen's English. Yeah, just with you know the actual English that was used. And now she's gone, so now it's back to being the king's English. Yeah. Oh, because the queen passed away. Yes. Okay. Um, thank you for re-explaining that, Alan. Um, I just <laughs> didn't do a good job the first time. <laughs> but yeah, in the king's English, us is it, 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 it's just talk, referring to self. It, it's it's not a plural word in that sense. Mm. So. Well, even in Genesis, because I did a whole study on that when they say yeah. you know created in our image. Right. That's the Trinity. That's the first yeah, time so, trying to so get mentioned. So in the in the Hebrew, I don't remember which word it is, but it's like it's like a singular noun and then a plural verb, or the other way around. And like when they were translating it, they were like, "We don't know how to translate this." And so that was showing 
that it's multiple and it's one, both. Mm-hmm. And like that's how it was written. Yeah, it's all it's in that that old that that, that old time. English. Yeah, it's that old English. It's it was it's still referring to one, mm-hmm. um, but it you know and we we're looking at it through a modern English lens, which is now changing once again. So mm-hmm. it gets even more convoluted because imagine what the next generation is going to think about they and them. Uh, they're going to be all kinds of confused. I mean, I, I heard people growing up saying, "I don't understand the King James Bible. I can't understand that old English." I, was like, <laughs> I just want to know what's going to happen when they dig up one of our bodies and they see a skeleton with a bunch of bags of saline. <laughs> they're like they were, they love their loved one. They love their person so much. They buried them with a bunch of bags of saline. That must have been all they had. Or when they dig up a, tra- a, a trans woman's bones 200 years from now. And then the, Hey, look, there's a fellow there. <laughs> That's a guy, but the name's not right. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. They must've been confused back in 2023. <laughs> Pronouns on the tombstone. <laughs> yeah, oh I was going to say the, the hormones though can mess up your bone structure. Yep. Give sure you, can. Give you like osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it wouldn't change like the but, shape. But the shape, yeah, it had to be yeah. pre, yeah, pre. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I feel like yeah. we didn't really talk about the actual article that much. We got on. Oh, oh no, I mean, we touched on it. it. Yeah. I think it's enough. And, you know, speaking of pray, I think we should pray uh, to get ourselves to the closing here. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind leading us in the closing oh, prayer. It's all you. you yeah. If we believe in you, whoever would like to. Okay. Okay, guys, I just want to thank you again that we got to have this time together. Um, just thank you for this opportunity. And I pray that what we've said today, you know, the, the good stuff that we said today would resonate with people and they would kind of forget anything that they don't need to remember. And you would bless the rest of our time together as we continue to spend time together and bless all our viewers. And she just named me. And the listeners, too. Amen. Listeners. Oh, listeners. listeners. I meant the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I want to make sure that we bless both. Because <laughs> sometimes Sorry, we, do, we do get audio. Podcast only people. <laughs> um, so that was the young lady that brought the message today, young Miss Claire Reed. I was going to say you forgot my name already. <laughs> what? Because you were like, that was yeah. the young no, lady. No, I, I, I looked look, look, look at the monitor because I want them to see that I'm talking to them directly. And uh, uh, so thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank uh, you for having me. Welcome back anytime. Um, really? Yes. Like any time. Any time. Turn the lights off, guys, quick. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with a whole new message, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next to her is young Miss Desiree K. Mm-hmm. I didn't make too many jokes about it rhyming this time. I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah, I think you only did it before we started. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe next time we'll switch and Desi will do the main and I'll just kind of comment. Yeah, and then we can make fun of her name the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll have to put up with all of my yeah. comments on her platform <laughs> thank you for joining us absolutely thank you for having me and uh across from her you know him you love him no, they and don't. <laughs> <laughs> on the second one forcefully on the first here's the host of the laughing libertarian alan mcfarlane hey thanks for having me excellent message thanks for putting up with me by the way oh, thank you okay uh i noticed that you didn't get any cheers this time alan it's okay i don't Something need that all right I don't need no. he's enough oh yeah. yeah you don't need You're that affirmation you are <laughs> i'll just put it in a box put it on a shelf I do. Give me. So (laughs) (laughs) I've been your host, Joshua Cummins, reminding you to stay in trouble. We'll see you next week.